That's a philosophical question. I know. That's why. That's what the questions that we, that we answer. <laughs> Do you like being fight. horny or gaming more? Oh, I can answer that. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. Diped up and wildin' out. And Jim. Doug's rum bap. Today, we cover episode 41, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 41, part one's title is Doug's Bum Rap. He sings about his ass in this one. I was worried that it was going to be a rap episode because we've seen how that goes with Doug, but it is not. It is a weird... <laughs> this one's odd in a couple of ways. Like, we are continuing the trend of it's a passable episode in its own right, but I don't know. This one's kind of weirdly incoherent. Doug is an extra cuck in this one. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of things about every episode of Doug that make you go, huh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's the thing. Last episode was pretty much, you could swap that into any children's TV show and it would have worked. Yeah. There was the weird hee-hee, there's, I mean, football necessitates a certain degree of weird homoerotic stuff. But this episode, there is some real weird dominance paradox. This is one of the ones where it feels like it's like the uh, episode way back with Doug Does Ballet, mm, where yeah. this is an episode about another character, but because Jim Jenkins has mandated, no, it's all about me forever, we have to also try to teach Doug a lesson. But I like that, though. I love that there are episodes about other characters. I think that was something that we, like, specifically called out very early in the show, that we were like, this episode should be about Patty, or this episode should be about BB, right? And this episode should have been about Chalky, except for the fact that it isn't. I think it is. I think this episode does a really good job. A better version of this episode would be about Chalky. However, this one still spends the first, like, three quarters of its runtime on how bad Doug feels about this thing. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, the show's called Doug. It's not called Studebaker. It should Should be from Chalky's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, This should be like you can have Doug as a character in the background and you can do the thing from Chalky's perspective. This is a more interesting episode that way. As it stands, it's suffering very much from the classic Jim Jenkins problem of, oh, no, remember, everything is about me forever. Sure. Parody. All right. Well, so this one begins with it pans across Uh, the hallway of the school in which we can see the Hall of Fame. Like, it's kind of setting up that uh, uh, the Hall of Fame is important in this episode, and we pan to Doug, who is sitting out front of Mr. Bone's office. Uh, We can even see some things in the Hall of Fame in this one, and it's different from what we see later. In the Hall of Fame, there's actually two pictures of Doug in there, one of which is just him staring at a plant. (laughs) It's the biggest loser exhibit. It is yeah. actually. I think. I think it is parts of it. They just fuck it up. Put it in the Hall of Fame. 
It's Doug staring at Chalky's uh, singing and talking plant from like episode three. Oh shit, maybe it is. It's, yeah, it's Doug talking. admiring Chalky's accomplishment. I think that like, might wow. be what it is. <laughs> That's great. I mean, that was an amazing invention in like episode three when Chalky taught a plant to sing. Yeah, he turned crazy. into God. <laughs> yeah. Chalky <laughs> transcended the concept of life and death for a minute there. He's like if Dr. Monroe didn't fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Bone is like, all right, we'll put that on the bottom shelf of the Hall of Fame. That looks pretty good. All great. right, we're going to do Doug looking at it. So. <laughs> yeah. Also, we gave a prize to the kid who brought in his dog to do a sexy dance next to a model volcano. Right, right. Uh, Second place, though. Second place, of course. True, true, true. Yeah, first place was... Well, no, first place was BB talking about how factories help trees or whatever. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, so Doug says that he's been called to Mr. Bone's office by Mrs. Wingo in order to discuss yesterday's English test. And... Doug imagines this must be because he must have failed or something. That's the only reason he'd be called over. I mean, that's kind of like the last episode that we did, right? It's like Doug not knowing the answers to tests and failing tests. But yeah, was that this this set of episode or is this is a new this one? This is a new right? set. Yeah, okay. it was the previous set was him doing Got that. It. Uh, so it wouldn't be out of character for him to fail a test. And so Doug imagines that like. Wingo and a bunch of reporters burst out of Mr. Bone's office and pointed him. There he is, gentlemen, the boy who got the lowest test grade ever recorded. Negative 60? But that's impossible. Well, it's it's not impossible because he, on an English test, one of his answers was just a drawing of normal. (laughs) Not normal again. And then the next one was a drawing of normal with big tits. Again, why does he keep doing this? He's on every test. (laughs) I mean, last time it was a different Garfield character with gigantic testicles. Of course. It's like he can't win with you people. Of course, of course. Yeah, if this is an English, I don't even want to. This isn't America, then, if this isn't English. (laughs) (laughs) this is my interpretation of american english well it shows that uh while the hall of fame is all chalky doug is put in the hall of losers and is told that he is the stupidest boy in the world very funny i liked it yeah good I appreciate that this has now been, this has made the national news that Doug Funny sucks shit. Local boy idiot. <laughs> yes. Hee hee haw. I do like the idea of, well, like is a strong word, but it is an interesting idea for a school to have a, uh, a glass case of the biggest idiots. I would like that. Do I you? would unironically like that. <laughs> this is where we have to give the dumb kids some attention to. I like that the, in the school, in the glass case, there are like some tests in there, like Doug's test is put in there, but there are also just pictures of other kids in there. Like for no reason. It's just pictures <laughs> of kids who have acne. That's like, they're just like, look at this idiot. You're the stall of losers. Disgusting. <laughs> That's what they put in the... Like, definitely don't get off on this. There's no, like, explanation for it. They don't have, like, a bad test score next to them. They don't the have, explanation like, is they're losers. I guess Duh. so, because it's not called the Hall of Dummies. It's called the Hall of Losers. Yeah. This is... There are a couple of variant... Like, you know the stereotype of Florida man? Yep. 
that the reason for that stereotype is that Florida instituted a law explicitly designed to facilitate doing shit like this. Like, in most places, there's, like, privacy laws that mean you can't put the mugshot of somebody accused of a crime up for general blast. Mm. You can safely assume people are comparably dumb just about everywhere, but only in Florida do they believe that it's a good idea for the general enrichment of the populace to broadcast exactly the dumbest, craziest crap all over the place to build contempt for those lower than you in society. So you're saying that Bluffington is taking a lot of lessons from Florida here. <laughs> Which oh is, I mean, as condemnations go, you can't go much darker than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Bluffington is in Florida. Oh, maybe. And that's Liver City is uh, Mississippi. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> oh my god! We're on something here, gentlemen. Yes. Game well, theory. Wait, shit. We're gonna have to revise all of our uh, uh, statements that we've made earlier. We're gonna have to delete also, the podcast. I'm making a prediction here. We're gonna spend 30 minutes on the uh, on Chalky's planner. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, we <laughs> all knew my that. Prediction right now. Immediately looking at that, we knew that. So we gotta move on. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> so in this fantasy, Doug's mom and dad are there too, and they put on. They they see Doug and they say that they're so embarrassed, and they put on uh, fake glasses and mustaches and run away from Doug. Doug is mm. fantasizing how his parents actually feel. Yeah, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> it, it was, remember, it was the last episode where they told him they loved him for the first time. Yes. <laughs> Four years. Yes, and then immediately after saying, you can trust us, revealed that he cannot trust them. <laughs> well, uh, then Doug snaps out of this fantasy and says, or maybe it's called, I was called here because I did so well. There he is, gentlemen, the boy who got the highest grade ever recorded. <laughs> this is the collected works of William Shakespeare. For me, we think you can make some improvements. Less fun fantasy, don't like it. I know. And does this, okay, I think that they often just like are, I think they use Shakespeare as like a, oh, this was a smart person you might remember, but they often do it in like a mocking way, right? They do it in a way that it's like, oh, it needed some work though, right? They do this often in this show. Maybe the writers had a grudge against Shakespeare for some reason. Maybe. Because like Judy always talks so highly of him, but they make Judy the weirdo dumb character, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I mean, as an English major, I can say definitively that Shakespeare is overrated. You gonna make some improvements? No. I'm very <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you don't you don't belong you in the You can give several characters diapers and also shotguns, Sam. And big titties. Oh yeah, that would really help it in this modern environment. <laughs> I mean, it's no less stupid than Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which got published. Oh, God. And I think they made a movie, too. You could make There uh, is that really fucking awesome Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet that's set in 1997. That's so fucking funny. What about you write Romeo and Juliet and Garfield? <laughs> <laughs> Wish this wasn't recording, otherwise I'd copyright that right now. Do it. We got a couple Bill, of... I bet Bill Davis would be fine with it. He lets Garfield... He licenses out Garfield at, like, anything. Do it. We got a couple of weeks before this goes live. <laughs> you got... Alas, so with a Monday, I... I die. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, Let's I, who is the East? 
and lasagna is the sun. Oh my god. What is that food that to got... eat or not to eat? That is the lasagna. <laughs> what is what is the uh what's the food that Garfield hates? I know there is one. Is it like broccoli or something? There's some food that Garfield hates. I think you're confusing Garfield with um Smudge the Cat from the meme. While I don't vegetables. while I don't know who that is, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cat where it has two like ladies screaming at him and he's like stand he's like making a shocked face over a plate of vegetables. I don't know at all what you're talking about, but I'm into you it. You absolutely do. I believe you. You, you loved, you've told me you loved this before. <laughs> I've done that with many pieces of media that I haven't watched. <laughs> Everyone else knows what I'm talking about, I hope. <laughs> yeah, right. Otherwise, this, otherwise, this is a really confusing bit. <laughs> we can't have that on this podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, it turns out uh, we snap out of this fantasy after Doug just like he's just smiling at the end of the fantasy as he comes out of it. He's like, "Yes, I I beat Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> I defeated the <laughs> final boss. I'm gonna put Garfield in all of these." Uh, and it reveals uh, Wingo comes out of the door to reveal that he got a B. Oh boy! But then Bone shows. But then. <laughs> But then Bone shoves his head out from behind Wingo and yells at him to confess that he cheated. Okay. Uh, you just know you do this. <laughs> well, Mr. They Bone, would bring both kids in because it could be either of them. Right, but they got to do individual meetings with the bad cop. It's the only way they'll be sure. I'm not sure if they did a meeting with Chalky. I think they just assumed that Doug was a... Yeah, you're probably right, actually. They're yeah, probably like, this is... Yeah. Again, this is part of why this episode should have centered on Chalky and had Doug as a side character. You could have actually had a cool dynamic of Chalky goes in, has to be like, i not innocent, I'm all wonderful, and then he watches Doug go in and you can just play on the guilt string. Sure. Yeah. I I don't think Chalky is as smart as everyone says because he chose to cheat off of Doug. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you gotta pick somebody to cheat, well, on the other hand, let's be Patty. real here. He's not going to notice. Mm, true. True. That's true. Also, how do you cheat word for word on an English test? That's so hard to do. <laughs> I'm imagining now that the way he cheated is that he copied Doug's picture of Nermal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're also just... got negative 60 and they're pissed off about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, and it's just like, like when they compare them, they're like, yeah, there's no way that they made these two independently. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> cheated here. <laughs> Somebody's a genius. Yeah. How did they know this was the hidden answer? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it turns out that uh, Bone is just interrogating him. He's telling Doug that his task is identical to Chalky. That there's that there's no fucking way that it could be a coincidence, as Doug suggests it might be. And he says that he compared Chalky and Doug's permanent records to see who was the more likely subject. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like he's just profiling him, right? He's just like, well, yeah. I don't want to do any work, and you're the more likely choice, so it's you. <laughs> well, it's not like Doug's a bad kid. It's just he's not in extracurricular activities. Yeah, and also... That seems to be the judgment here, is that Chalky does a lot of shit, whereas Doug, like, doodles pictures of normal. <laughs> well, but Doug repeatedly fails tests and also, like, 
uh, remember when he was a troublemaker with Miss Newberry? Maybe they were like, mm, maybe we should keep an eye on him. <laughs> He's really in a normal. <laughs> Man, why did he make that card that one time? <laughs> the world's best sub? <laughs> kidding me? Also, let's be real. Given the last math test where his answers were drawing of train and drawing of patty mayonnaise, the yeah. fact that suddenly Doug has started to answer with real people words, I'd be suspicious too. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, well, they, they go through the two of them's permanent records, or at least Doug's imagining of the permanent records. And Doug thinks about how at first at uh when they were babies uh doug was just playing with a little mobile of the universe of the solar system and chalky Chalky was a god (laughs) yeah chalky is moving planets throughout suspended space using a remote control he's just a complete god you're right chalky by is by chalky's will the planets spin and the stars were set in motion Yes, he's the chosen baby. How could he possibly have cheated on an English test? I mean, what's extra fucked up about this episode is that, like, they've had an entire series to showcase Chalky as a smart person, and they haven't done it up until this point. Well, they've talked about how he's a good student. They've talked about how... They've talked about how he's a good athlete. They haven't talked about how he's a good student. Yeah, that hasn't happened once. Mm, I mean, he, like, runs the newspaper, and, like, there's... I think there's been moments where Chalky's talked... They've talked about how Chalky got a good grade once, but, I mean, maybe it was just once. I don't know. Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They do try to tell you later on in the episode that, no, really, all of this has some kind of foundation right but no no it didn't this is a again the case of the show is showing its age they realize what well, we'd like to have done a show a episode about how we developed these characters and based on the things you know well suddenly something changes except for they never developed any fucking characters so they can't tell that fucking story now can they it's also funny that the jock is also very smart which is uh Going against stereotypes here. It's because he's Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect can do anything. That's right. I mean, and I guess they wouldn't, they couldn't have had Patty cheat off of Doug because Patty would never do that, right? Yeah, they needed to add a character who would cheat off Doug and also would not have an instant Doug's response to that, where, like, if Patty cheated off Doug, Doug would instantly take the fall for her question. And if Roger cheated off Doug, Doug would immediately just be like, okay, well, fuck you, buddy. Right. It should have been both of the sleeches and their excuses <laughs> that they were playing video games. Of course, or that, or that they couldn't tell whose test was whose. Right. They probably have the sleeches sit at the same desk half <laughs> the time. They probably make them do the same piece of homework or test. <laughs> That's why they're so smart is because they got two people to work on it. Two of you, uh, there are two groups who had exactly the same answers. We've given up on, tr- when we try to make Al or Moo answer a question differently from the other, they just start screaming Glorak in pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. They're not conjoined physically, but they're conjoined mentally. I think they are, though, because they constantly... And also at the dick. And of course, that you never see them individually. Well, we see that third grade Doug in the permanent record can't spell baloney at the spelling bee, and everyone laughs at him. But Chalky. Neither can I. It's fine. 
But Shoggy, and we laugh at you, and Shoggy spells the end of anti-disestablishmentarianism. The next thing is that it shows present-day Doug can hit a baseball, and he falls on Porkchop's dish instead of a plate, and then Chalky knocks it out of the park. And I guess that's the good kid now? It's just athletic ability? The good kid knows how for baseballs. Baseball, yeah. it ball with the base do, do base, baseball ballman, ballman base base. It's America's pastime, so. Who cares if he can if he can't spell baloney? He's good at baseball. Well, Bone continues to scream at him to confess like the bad cop, and Wingo says that the guilty party has one day to confess, otherwise both of them have to take a retest on Saturday. Also, this isn't how you do it. You would just flunk both of them. Yeah, exactly. You'll both have to take a retest? Okay, who gives a shit? The retest would benefit the cheater because they would know that they got caught and that they could redo it again because... Uh They'd know the kind of questions they're going to get. Like, this is... The response to this is, if you're a smart person who has cheated, your answer is, oh, fantastic. If the other person can be peer pressured into admitting it falsely, then yay. But otherwise, yeah, I'll do the retest. Who gives a shit? My uh, truth or theory for this episode is that Doug actually did cheat. Why do you say that? Uh, because I, I just think that Doug's total willingness at the end to take the fall for it was his guilty conscience. <laughs> What, like just spewing out? And then why Then why does Chalky take the fall? Because uh, Chalky's the bigger man. <laughs> you think so? Also because Chalky knows that his offensive line is absolutely garbage and he'd really like to still have functioning bones by the time he makes it to college. Oh, good point. He actually doesn't want to play the football game. Fair. Yes. Huh. Yeah, it does say on his planner that we're going to get to that he did allocate time to study for the English He test. sure did, yeah. <laughs> Among other things. Yeah, he's got a lot of things in there. Like I said, I'm a truther here. I think Doug is lying to everyone, including himself and the audience. Wow. Yeah. Huh, do you think, so, but is that why Doug is happy with a B? Is because he's like, damn, I didn't know anything, and I just mm-hmm. copied whoever, and he's Who like. Who else would be happy about a B? Nobody. <laughs> Also, another another side note, they said that if they have to retake the test on a Saturday, that it would be more difficult. As an English major, you cannot make an English test any more difficult. Well, okay, so there's two things on that. One, I mean, you could make them like, I don't know, maybe they're just spelling words or whatever. You can no, make spell it's, the only words. way to make it more difficult is if you do trivia, basically, like what color was the roof when they described it one word. I guess that's true. But the one other thing is that it's not, I don't think it's necessarily going to be harder because the only time that we hear it said that it's going to be harder, you can hear Bones' voice echoing through the hallway after the door to his office is already closed, screaming that it will be harder, right? So use the intercom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets on the intercom and says to the whole school, that doesn't make any sense. He just yells, it'll be harder. <laughs> Mr. Bone, you uh, you left the intercom on during your conversation with Butt Savage again. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, well, and then we pass the Hall of Fame as he's walking out, and it has changed into the chalky stuff now. So it changed mm-hmm. from the time when Doug showed up to the time when he left. So maybe somebody went in and swapped out all, all of Doug's stuff into chalky stuff. Oh, yeah, another another point in my truth or favor. 
if Chahi was smart, he wouldn't cheat off Doug. Because yeah. he knows that Doug wouldn't... It's dumb-dumb. Yeah, well, but th- I think the... I was thinking about that, too. Like, why did Chalky choose to cheat off of Doug? Maybe he was the only angle he could see, right? Yeah, well, that I mean, would make he's sense. Surround- he's surrounded by people. Well, they change the seats class. fucking every day, so it's, yes. it's not consistent. You would think they'd have consistent seating in an elementary school, but what do I know? <laughs> they, they change it every day in order to suit the plot, right? Like, there's a different yeah. plot that needs to happen based on the seating arrangement. It specifically drive us crazy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's us. The girl who sits in front of me, who sits behind me, who sits two seats over from me. Yeah. Look, the important thing is she exists in wherever is necessary for the sake of the plot. Exactly. Who I'm cheating off So of. in this case, I think Chalky must have been in like the back corner and Doug was in the, at the same table. They were sharing a desk. Yeah, they were sharing one like tiny desk. Right, they were sharing the same test and then Doug made a copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, so G- Doug decides that he wants to go confront Chalky at the school newspaper, at the Daily Honker. And he goes there, but Chalky isn't there. And so only Patty and the Sleeches are there. And so he just starts telling him about the story. Doug, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I this doesn't impact us, Doug. Also, imagine what the fucking headlines in an elementary school newspaper is just like their favorite animals and what sounds they make. It's that and like I mean we know that like one of the big headlines was meat meat where who's got the meat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah recess remains fun <laughs> the simpsons your favorite lunch is roast beef thank you <laughs> i the love my... do your parents let you watch it mine don't <laughs> i love my mommy and daddy's smile face <laughs> <laughs> you know who you know who sucks doug that's one of the <laughs> li- <laughs> that's just a running cop like that's a running column you can yeah. write in with your explanation of why you hate doug <laughs> that's, that's patty's column <laughs> and she <laughs> she writes it under a pseudonym and so when doug goes in to like talk to patty she's like oh shit oh shit she's like covering up her work <laughs> she's like well yeah doug can't read so he doesn't know what's going on <laughs> yeah. the pseudonym is maddie payana Oh, Penny Mustard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, so that's probably what she's writing. But so the Sleeches are there too. And the Sleeches say. What are the Sleeches doing here? Fuck you. That's what the Sleeches are doing. They're doing computer stuff because they're on the computer. It's probably the only place in the school where they were they had a computer they could access. It's no coincidence. Huh? If neither of them cheated, the odds against having that many answers the same is approximately one in two billion seventy million ninety five thousand nine hundred and eight point two. <laughs> and then they giggle and high five each other. They giggle and they shake hands, which is a very weird thing to do. <laughs> That's what I do when I do a sick burn. You shake hands with your brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's how you I gotta do have do a it. twin, so. It's true. <laughs> oh. and you have a similar theme song that plays whenever you're in the same room together. Of course, with fart trumpet. <laughs> yes, it's it's an always going through my head when I'm doing this this show. I mean same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, they all get surprised when Doug says that Chalky must have cheated. They all gasp. Shut up, Doug. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just just take the L and, and take the test again, you stupid idiot. Well, they all try to go find Chalky. He has a whole desk. He has a desk in the corner with a plant on it. 
which is pretty alpha. <laughs> he also has a gigantic poster of Walter Crank Case. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah, Walter all right. Off. Walter Cronkite was a very famous newscaster in the 60s, 70s, and I think he was still doing stuff in the 80s. He was off the air by the 90s. But I, he had a reputation. His like his his like nickname was the most trusted man in America. I think, right? Yeah, he was the guy who like back in the day, gentle viewer. There was three channels that did news, and Walter Cronkite was on one of them, and he was the one who talked in the voice of absolute authority on subjects. Walter Cronkite said everything forever. He was the appointed source of information. Coincidentally, this is why your parents think that things weren't that bad when they were kids. It's because a grand total of one person was in charge of telling them what was going on, and he knew to leave out the bits that might upset people. I, but I think it's interesting that in this case, uh, his 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 nickname is Walter Crank Case, which probably means that they're, are they like talking shit on him? Or are they saying that he's a crank? I mean, Walter Crunk, of yes. course. <laughs> Walter Crankoff is, while also a uh, erotic satire of the life and times of Walter Cronkite that I am funding. Please consult the Patreon for more details. No. <laughs> but also, like, I think it's just a case of, hey, remember the thing. But uh, but by calling a newscaster a crank, right? I, I Jim, I was certain you were going to go on a tirade on this. Like, no, I don't think that's what it is. It's just pure lazy remember the thing and, ha, crank case. It's different, but you'd recognize the thing and... It's one of those weird references that is already so dated that it doesn't mean anything to anybody except for the parent who is watching this, who is like, well, that's a thing, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember if Richard Nixon was like the first guy that was did the, the, the shit about the liberal media, uh, but I'm not sure if he rallied against Cronkite or not. Yeah, like. I want to say that uh, even then, Nixon was just moving off the conservative intellectual side of things. Like, there was uh, William F. Buckley, noted definitely normal human being, who was the guy who wrote a very famous book called God and Man at Yale, where he was whining about how fucking Yale was too infested with uh, liberal academia, and the only solution to this problem was to throw out all the uh, left-wing teachers. Anybody who tells you this cancel culture shit is new is absolutely full of shit, by the way. Fine. Well, then I am. If, if, if you're going to say that it's not a thing that Crank Case is talking shit on him, then you're destroying all my preconceptions of you, Jim. <laughs> Eat shit and die, <laughs> beloved friend Mike. God. <laughs> well, Doug decides that having this chalky here, they, that he, he asks where Chalky is, and they say he's at track practice. And so Doug goes out there to go find him. And Roger is there, too. I guess he's on the track team. And he congratulates Doug for cheating. Hey, funny. I heard you got caught cheating off of Chalky. Wow. I didn't know you had it in you. Roger, I didn't cheat. That's good, funny. You almost sound convincing. Chalky's the best guy in school to cheat off of, so I'm working on a plan where you can help me cheat, too. See ya, pal. Uh, no, actually, Patty's the best one to cheat off of, you fool, you moron. <laughs> or the Sleeches. Yeah, or the Sleeches, true, but then the you The Sleeches write all their stuff in weird code. Oh, good point. <laughs> 
And Roger, he wears to do a, a, tra- a track meet. He wears his same like little boots and also has torn sleeves on his on his track shirt. Yeah, he left the sleeves though. He didn't like rip the sleeves off, so it was just like the end of the short sleeves. Yeah, it's very weird. He like cut them with scissors that they're perfect right. triangles. Roger is a scene kid, just a little bit early. I think he is. That's why he wears those boots, right? Even when he's fucking running on a track. Roger is going. Or he's to be... going to turn into a um a rockabilly guy because of the leather jacket. Right? I mean, he's going to become a rockabilly guy eventually. That is his inevitable fate. But in the interim, he will discover this hot new band called my chemical romance (laughs) oh man well doug is like no i'm not a cheater and then he just starts to run alongside chalky who's doing hurdles and there are hurdles on the grass like because doug is running on the grass and there's hurdles Mm -hmm. on the grass too next to the track He's keeping up with the top athletes. He's he's, he's doing hurdles like no problem. And when Chalky calls him on this in a Looney Tunes moment, that's when Doug beefs it and falls over. (laughs) There's a actually solid gag at this point as Coach spits materialize like, is anything broken? And he picks up the hurdle and inspects the hurdle and nothing is broken. Okay, good. Carry on. And Doug just picks himself up completely ignored. All right. And Chalky runs away from track practice to go to band practice, I think. Yeah. He cause cause Spitz says that he went off to band practice because he says that Chalky is first trumpet. And then in case you didn't know what a trumpet is, mimes doing a trumpet action and does the charge riff with humming. Very you know how to play the trumpet, don't you, Doug? You just put your <laughs> lips together and blow. It's a good it's a good instrument for a young boy. <laughs> God damn it, Spitz. They made him so much less sketchy now, which is weird. Yeah, they've made him a lot funnier though, and I think that's a much that's a better you. role to give him. <laughs> they also have him do a bunch of really weird dick material, which I'm always a fan of. I suppose. Fan, send me more weird dick material. Oh my god. Well, Chalky is at band practice now, and Doug goes to find him. There's a very fun shot of the band itself. Did you guys look at the band? I, I didn't. was more I distracted. Just noticed by... that they have a cannon. They yeah, do. the fact they're doing the eighteen twelve overture is what I got. Hit me, Mike. So okay. First of all, they say that the band Chalky is first trumpet. Chalky is the only trumpet. <laughs> there are no other trumpets. The second is there are two cymbal players. <laughs> So there's one trumpet and two cymbal players. And then front and center, in the middle, there are like multiple rows of people in this band. And front and center in the band is Willie scowling like fucking crazy while he shakes a tambourine and taps his leg out of rhythm. Hell yeah. (laughs) He's just fucking pissed as he shakes a tambourine. When have you ever seen an angry tambourine player? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, anytime I see a tambourine player, I throw small rocks at them from the small pouch I carry with me for just such an occasion. So it's fairly normal for me. Oh, so maybe that's what the conductor is doing while they're getting ready to start. It's the only way to keep the population of them down. Of course. Well, as you guys say, they start playing the 1812 Overture. And then Connie, he didn't see her, but Connie from the sidelines fires a cannon that only Directly at Doug. (laughs) Thankfully, Connie has learned what her role is here. And it only scares Doug. No one else gives a fuck that this cannon's going off, but Doug freaks the fuck out. 
It'd be funny if the cannon wasn't supposed to be there. It's just something Connie brought. <laughs> right. She's just like, I it's just want credit. Yeah, the artillery club is meeting here today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just wanted to participate. Uh, well, it appears that while Doug is recovering from the cannon fire, uh, Chalky has run off again uh, to swim practice. And the trumpet music is still playing, even though there are no more trumpets. <laughs> He did a sample and just played it on repeat. <laughs> right. He's a DJ. So Chalky is at swim practice now, and he swims. He does one lap, and Doug is underwater already. Fully clothed. Fully clothed. <laughs> holding a sign that says that we need to talk. It is also called out as a bit of a gag that Chalky is not captain of the swim team. He's the entire swim team, which... um. <laughs> Normally, that would mean that you don't have a swim team. Like, <laughs> yeah, team comes with a word there. <laughs> yeah, pools are expensive to maintain. <laughs> well, they have a uh, water polo team. So. They probably right, do. They, they have point. a fucking fountain in this school. It's a multi-building campus at the elementary school. Like, it's, yeah, they have everything. Back when you funded public education. Well, you, you, by which we, of course, we mean Mr. Bluff. Of course, of course. That's that's right. I guess this might just be a charter school. We don't know. Public is in big quotes because it is public for the town, but the town is, as we've discussed before, is like a secret society, like hidden world that's not open to the rest of the world, right? It's public yeah. in the British sense. In the British sense of the word, a British public school is what we call a private school. Why this is, the British are a horrible and debased people, and ideally speaking, will all sink beneath the waves. Of course. R.I.P. Prince Philip. Necromancy can only keep you up so long. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Doug, Doug watches Chalky run off to the showers. The boys' mm. showers. <laughs> yeah, the boys' showers. Yeah, it'd be funny if Doug tried to go talk to him in the showers. Why do you need to shower after getting out of the pool? Oh, that's so stupid. Are you joking right now? I'm not. <laughs> it's because it's chlorinated. I, Who gives I, a shit? Joking. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> fine. I can't ever tell when you guys are screwing with me. And I know that's by design. Ours is a tremendous power. Well, Doug imagines... That he's chasing Chalky down some kind of hallway. And he goes to find Chalky wearing a parachute at what is obviously a plane door. Oh, wait, no. This is now, yeah, this is the fantasy realm, right? Of course, yeah. This is, yeah, this is not actually happening. This is in the fantasy realm. Yes. <laughs> and so he imagines in the plane, he imagines handcuffing himself to Chalky and saying that he isn't leaving until they talk, and he throws the key away, completely forgetting the last time that he handcuffed himself to someone. And threw the key away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He learned nothing. There's one lesson to learn from this. <laughs> and that lesson is just kiss the boy already. Wait, shit. Right. That lesson is hold his hand and say, Vini, Vini, Vici. Oh man, <laughs> that would have been a pretty good callback if, when he was trying to get away from this, he just starts yelling "Vini, Vini, Vici." Yes, <laughs> and making like magic uh, gestures on the uh, handcuffs, yeah. <laughs> and trying to kiss Jockey. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, he just 
can't get away because Ch- and while Chalky tells him that he's part of Parachute Club and jumps out of the plane with Doug still attached. Fun trivia on, like, parachuting. Like, this is one of those things that, like, paratroops are a thing that every country tries at various points. They got real big in World War II. And then we rediscovered that, actually, no, this is an awful idea. It doesn't really work. Why not? Well, they're banned in Hearts of Iron 4 multiplayer, so they must be pretty good. Yeah, and they're in Civ 5 as, like, decent capture units, so they're good. Yeah, the thing is, like, <laughs> IRL, the problem is that, um... Jim just doesn't pay attention to no, either. I, I follow this in the games. The problem is that the games are based off of, well, if we could get them to Reality. work. Yeah. And so, in reality, the story ends up being that, well... You drop a bunch of dudes behind enemy lines with only the equipment they can carry on them. There's only so much equipment you can carry on your back before you're going to snap your knees in half on landing. Mm. And um, despite what you may have learned from excellent game Fortnite, um, eat while dabbing everybody, it turns out that if you're paradropping in on top of a place looking for targets of opportunity... It's really hard to coordinate, and if anybody has any defenses at all, you just kind of die. That's why before you drop, you have to yell, where we drop in Twitch chat? <laughs> you have to yell that to uh, your other Unfortunately, occasionally it turns out the opposite side is stream sniping you while firing <laughs> anti-air guns at your plane. Damn it! Oh, don't worry, I have my dad's credit card. Oh, good. so I can I can pay to win. Yeah, yeah. you can look like uh, Thanos. <laughs> I'm John Wick. <laughs> this 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 podcast sponsored by Fortnite. I'm from Tomato Town, and I say kill them all. Well, so Doug goes out of the fantasy of being in Fortnite, and then he comes to, and he's on his bike, hiding behind a tree, waiting for Chalky. And Roger shows up and tells him that he wants to show Doug his brilliant cheating plan, which is his secret cap code, where he does, like, sign language using a hat. This pisses me off really bad because they could have used this time to have, like, develop Doug's relationship to Chalky and, (laughs) like, have Doug remember when Chalky, like, helped him out, why he would be hesitant to turn Chalky in. Instead, we have to have this really necessary B-plot of Roger fucking up cheating. Yeah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to have him tell Doug that because he realizes it's a bad plan, he's obviously a great criminal. It's really good. It's very good. And also, well, it gives us a chance for Roger. I think this is all a part of the subplot throughout all of Doug, where Roger is trying to get Doug to notice him, where he's like, oh, we have similar interests now. We can uh, feel closer. Ooh. Right? I think this is part of that B-plot, that all the fan art is is, is also substantiating. Hmm. Extremely necessary. Yes. We must have this. Instead of developing the plot. (laughs) Well, just like how Sam stopped paying attention, Doug stops paying attention and then notices that Chucky Uh has gotten away. (laughs) And so he... What? and (laughs) And he chases after him and he's like, wait a minute... Chalky's avoiding me. Oh no! I got an actual laugh at that because it's yeah. we've had yeah. six gags or so where Chalky's avoiding him, and it looks like, wait a minute, 
<laughs> Wait a minute, Chuggy doesn't want to talk to me. What the hell? Yeah, this is just to me. This is just Duck feigning for the camera because he knows he's a dirty little cheater. <laughs> also, just okay. a complete side note. This is Doug is wearing a bike helmet during this for the first time, which to me stinks of somebody called in. Hey, why isn't Doug wearing a bike helmet? You're trying to be an inspiration to kids and whatnot. Yeah, Doug's wearing a bike helmet. Chalky isn't. Oh, that's true. No, Doug was wearing a bike helmet all the time. He wore. Remember in the uh, uh, the episode when he put the take the camera to his helmet in order to get sick footage. He always wears a bike helmet. Not a, I, he didn't wear a bike helmet in the first episode, and that's I think the last time I saw him ride the bike. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, I'm pretty sure he's. Re- re- he had to tape it to the often. helmet so he could put a camera on it. But I think that's the only time he wore a helmet before now. Fair, fair, fair. Well, Doug chases after him. And he goes, wait a minute, he could be hiding something. <laughs> and this point, what could he be hiding? This puts him into the fantasy where he imagines Patty and Wingo watching Chalky confidently stride down the street in front of the school. And they all talk about how he's so perfect. And then he ducks behind a tree and pulls off his chalky skin suit, revealing that he is a giant rat who laughs like Roger. There goes Chalky. He's so perfect in every way. He's the best student there ever was. This has awakened my sexuality. <laughs> Wait, the part where Chalky took his skin off, is that what it is? No, yeah. Uh, no comment. <laughs> Can it be many things? <laughs> <laughs> Just the rat man part. Oh, well, not, that's not fine. the creepy stuff, the rat man part. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. normal. And it's got to be a giggling rat like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love thinking about that, too. I know you love Chuck E. Cheese, Sam, specifically. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's Mr. Perfect, but secretly, he's actually Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> secretly, his pizza is overrated and arcade games overpriced. Tiny sidebar here. Do you know in, like, small towns, you can, like, Grubhub Chuck E. Cheese pizza? Oh, that hell yeah, ass. brother. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been tempted? Uh, I, for the bit, yeah, but I don't think it'd be, like, $30, and I'd get really bad pizza at the end of it, so. Well, I mean, it must happen sometimes. Like, it must happen, right? Well, I mean, you to. can put anything on there. I don't think it costs too much money. Hmm? Well, maybe it does. I don't know. I, I mean, are Chuck E. Cheese is that desperate for customers? I don't know. If, I mean, nowadays, I, is, yeah. Is that, is that pizza good enough to be put on Grubhub? Probably not, but... I bet stoners love it. They're just like, you know what I like? <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Give me does. a surge. Yeah. <laughs> Gamers. <laughs> Gamers rise up. Indeed. Mountain Dew Code Red blocked out by the man. <laughs> Well, Doug rides all the way after Chalky and finds that Chalky is playing catch with his dad on the lawn. <laughs> He's so busy, but he has time to play catch with his dad. Of course. Yeah. Come on. Well, Doug's, because Doug's the cheater here. <laughs> <laughs> well, his dad at least is, like, cool to Chalky, and he tells him that, that Chalky's going to cream him in the game on Saturday. Just had to throw it in there. <laughs> Mandated by law. It's more confidence than Doug's dad has ever shown in him. <laughs> and Doug just rides his bike up on their fucking front lawn, not on the street. <laughs> just ruins their lawn. 
And he says he asked for Chalky, and Chalky is not excited to see Doug. <laughs> what, what could he be hiding? He goes, oh no, when he sees Doug, which I guess is what we all do. Uh-huh. And Chalky says that he's got to talk to Doug in his room right now and pulls him away from his dad. <laughs> cool. <laughs> gotta go make out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I assumed was going to happen. But this is where Chalky freaks out and admits to Doug that he cheated because he didn't have time to study. And this is where he pulls up the planner in which uh, there's a bunch of good shit that says what Chalky's been up to. Before before we get started here, it's so funny that they've had so many opportunities for visual gags like this, and then instead just write gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time in a long time when they've done a bunch of sick visual gags for idiots like us who pause the video. Yeah. Right, I mean, they just do just gibberish normally, and here they actually have like some fun with it. Yeah. So you want to start us off, Sam? What are some good? What are your favorites that you noticed in here? I saw End World Hungy. I, like <laughs> World Hungy a lot. I, I also thought, Foot Bay. <laughs> I thought those were two separate things. I thought one of the things he had to do was End World, and another was Hungy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't put those. Just two has an entire day set aside for Hungy. <laughs> well, but it's the same day that he has to end the world, so it's tough. So he'll just eat the world. Duh. <laughs> He's too hungry. <laughs> On Monday, he does have study for English lit test, and I think it's the same day where he reads War and Peace. Yeah, it's sure the is. same day that he reads War and Peace. Tuesday, he's going to discover cold fusion. Yes, but importantly, on that Monday, he circled read War and Peace, and he didn't circle uh, study for English lit test. So I think that he did War and Peace and not English lit he test. He read War and Peace on his own and stuff, studying for the English lit test, and English lit test was like uh, the hungry caterpillar. <laughs> I think yes. it was. That's why you copied off of Doug. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so full of weird Russian war stories that I can't really pay close attention to the plot points in fucking Matilda. Right. Yeah, it's, even, it's funny because the two books he has in there is are War and Peace and Ulysses, which are both gigantic books. Mm-hmm. So it's actually funny that he would like rather do that than study. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just because Chalky's a cool kid, and he's too cool to, like, read baby books. Like, I, I knew somebody in elementary school who did their book report in a section when they were allowed to pick their own book. I knew one person who picked War and Peace, and I knew one person who picked <laughs> the entire Bible. <laughs> a book report on the entire Bible is very funny. I agree. <laughs> This is the book that's all about being horny. (laughs) Which one? Who's to say? Song of Solomon, incidentally. That's the part that's entirely about being horny. (laughs) Fair. Another term in uh, Chalky's notebook is pog slip. (laughs) Yeah. Invented the pog. He did. (laughs) Congratulate him on pog slipping. He he invented the pog champ. He's the pog champ. (laughs) Also, I saw Wallaroofest. What the hell is Wallaroofest? He Uh, misspells Waluigi. (laughs) (laughs) The festival of Waluigi. He is a celebrant of the only true religion. Well, the festival of Waluigi is on the same day as Grandma's birthday, so maybe that's what they did to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, I can't say for the test. I have to go to my grandma's birthday. <laughs> yeah. 
This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Dud cheated. Yeah. I mean, that's also the same day where he has to do arc welding, so you know. <laughs> that's how they celebrated Grandma's birthday. They arc welded together an image of Waluigi. Right. Just drop out of the chess club, Chalky. Nobody cares about chess. Chess club is Seriously. Tuesday, though, and he's that's how he's gonna be. That's how he's gonna discover Cold Fusion. Is he's gonna have chess club and Cold Fusion time. God. He does chess club with Alan Moose which are the people that discover Cold Fusion for him. My, yes. fa- my favorite thing He's on that day, He's just going to cheat too. Cold Fusion off of them. <laughs> my favorite thing on that day, too, on Tuesday, along with Cold Fusion and Chess Club, is Map Users Group. <laughs> it's just in a group of Map Users. It's like Alcoholics Anonymous for people who used to know what 2 plus 2 was. Right. Well, no, it's not Map Users. It's Map Users. Like oh, people worse. who look at maps. I used to play Paradox games. Yeah. Who among us, fellas? Yeah, it's Paradox Game Support Group. Oh. Oh. It has oh. been two months since I opened Blech. up Stellaris. <laughs> I broke Blech. again. I played EU4 for all night straight. Did you at least play one of the interesting starts? Like, I don't know, Central America or something? No, I played France. It was so easy. I wasn't even paying attention. Uh, We're all here for you, man. (laughs) Oh, God. I got really bad. I'm playing Victoria, too. Oh, God. Oh, no. Call the police. (laughs) I'm playing a mod for Victoria, too. That's incomprehensible and i can't even describe the alternate history because it's so boring but i love it so much <laughs> book and boys <laughs> oh shit throw him in jail while he sobers up <laughs> <laughs> when he stops talking about political factions in the holy roman empire you'll know you're okay <laughs> oh god Let's see, are there any other fun ones in here? There's analyzed geothermal data, that's fun. (laughs) Analyzed geothermal data, and also hydroponics, just the word hydroponics. (laughs) He's gotta make weed, man. There's practice K, which tells me that Chalky is going into the (laughs) K-hole. It's healthier for him than the map users group, so I congratulate him on having something to come down off of. Yeah, he he discovered that ketamine is an antidepressant. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, buddy. My conclusion of this entire thing is based on the set of things going on here. We did theorize back during the kite episode, and I think we've had it proved now. Chalky's dad is absolutely CIA. These are oh, all yeah. cover stories. That's true. Oh, good point. And that's so maybe he really was doing End World and not End World Hungy. I think those are two separate things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I like End World Hungy too much to separate them. I like just Hungy. <laughs> <laughs> We also had that episode where we also had that episode where Alan Moose Leach like hacked into the school, quote unquote, and hit like a data frame with guards and anti hackers and shit. So that's probably another CIA op that Chalky runs or Chalky's dad runs. Probably true. The CIA Long Beach assignment, because we did establish earlier that it's not actually in Virginia, it is in Florida. (laughs) 
And maybe the CIA, like, implanted memories into Doug that convinced him that Chalky was cheating. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is a, just a gigantic op designed to confuse you and me. <laughs> it turns <laughs> out through the M- looking glass. Yeah, it turns out that MK Ultra did work, but only on Doug. <laughs> Look, there's only one more thing I want to call out on this whole planner. And feel free if you guys have other things you want to call out. But uh, on Thursday, the same day as Endworld and Hungi and Endworld Hungi, there is, I believe it says Oxidize. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not fellas <laughs> I'm not quite Don't sure Don't we all love installing thermite on base towers at the World Trade Center fellas The World Hungry Center <laughs> Yes <laughs> Oh no I guess the one thing that you're supposed to see here is that the only thing on Saturday is big game and it's big circled So you Which know... they established in the previous scene but whatever Whatever Yeah <laughs> And okay, hang on. Also, like the whole deal here is that Saturday you'd have to make up, take the makeup test, but they can be at different times, right? You don't have to take the makeup test at the same time as the big game, right? Or do it on Sunday. And in fact, if you are the chief athlete of the school, you can probably get them to shuffle that around for you. And especially because, like, even we find, like, there's a scene in here where they talk about how long they have. It's a 30 minute test. So, like, do it in the morning. (laughs) Do it after. Who cares? Do it at (laughs) halftime. But unfortunately, you need the whole day blocked out. Oh, well, this is the planner. This is the highlight of the episode. Yes. (laughs) It's all downhill from here. Because Doug- Though there is one point immediately as this conversation starts off, because after that wonderfully nuanced gag by the uh, art staff, there is a delightful bit of mistake by them, because Chalky has a flag for the Honorers in his room. <laughs> yeah. Not, as you might expect, the Honkers. Somebody has very carefully replaced the K with an R. Chalky <laughs> roots for the Honorers. Because, yeah. I don't know, fuck you people. They're from Liver City. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, they talk about how uh, Chalky says that he can't miss the game on Saturday and he can't do the retest. And Doug is like, well, but they were both going to have to do the retest if you don't uh, confess. And Chalky decides not to listen to Doug and he tells him that the, the, he'll let the whole school down by not playing. And his dad will be disappointed, even worse. And Doug's just like, well, if I confess, that's the only way you don't have to take the test. And Chalky's like, really? Great. And then Doug immediately folds. (laughs) (laughs) Doug is just like, well, I guess I said I'd I'd do it, maybe. I implied I might do it, so I have to. Yeah, and he thinks to himself, Chalky has really helped me out a lot. If only Has we had he? some if only we had some sort of serialized narrative where we could have demonstrated that. <laughs> or maybe like, you know, the first seven minutes of a television show where we could have set that up. Oh, well. <laughs> the best part about this is that Chalky names three things that he's helped Doug with. Please, remember how I helped you with that science project and your math homework and the fitness test? And all three of those things have been plot points in Doug in which Chalky was competing against him and uh-huh. specifically didn't help Doug with, right? Uh-huh. And you can't have Doug remember any of this stuff. <laughs> you know, during the show that's famous for Doug remembering things? 
<laughs> yeah. Remember that time that I loaned you $300 that you definitely owe me, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Remember like, that time I inspected your wallet, Doug? Because, <laughs> like, specifically, like, the fitness test. We had that whole episode about the Bluffington fitness test in which Chalky was trying to convince Doug not to do it because he knew that Doug was a secret ringer, right? Yeah. Like, this specifically he didn't help him with. And, like, there's the science project where Doug was competing against him and they weren't helping each other, right? That was, like, nope. one of the early episodes. And That the was back before they even named... That was the first episode where he got Chalky's name and that was yeah. all we got from him that episode. And the math homework, Doug consistently fails math tests, right? <laughs> Come on! Remember that time that I taught you how to draw a train, Doug? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild that, like, they're specifically calling out three things that Chalky has not helped him with and, in fact, has hurt him. Uh-huh. And they could have talked about how they played on the football team together, which just happened, but no. <laughs> and, wait a minute. What did, is Doug still on the football team? Because he would have to miss the game, too. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say he was quitting the football team, but he's in the stand during the football game, so. Yeah. And, and Why fucking, would there be any continuity? Yeah, and fucking uh, Spitz really wanted him to be on the team still. Remember at the end of that last one, he was like, you're my star player now, but I guess he's not on the team anymore? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I guess our canon is that this happens before that. Who knows? I guess. <sighs> Well, Doug is just like, I gotta do it. And so he imagines being carted to the gallows by the town goons with Chalky in the audience, grinning. He drops a quote from Tale of Two Cities. Hooray. It is a far, far better thing I do now than I have ever done before. It is a far, far... Come on! Hey! And to me, this implies that in Doug's eyes, getting killed in Chalky's place is better than anything he's ever done. Which, I mean, that is also the gag in that book. It's, well, realizing I spent my entire life being an awful piece of shit, I can at least, by my death, do something worthwhile. Oh, I thought I was being clever because I've never read it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, like, the, uh, we look like one another, wait for the first and last time I can do something good with my life. Fair. Well, obviously, it's just the the executioner. Instead of actually hanging Doug at the gallows, it's which you know they, we 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 just assumed he might be doing it based on Doug fantasies. Yeah. Uh, it's actually Wingo giving him the test. And so Doug is like, "Well, I guess I gotta go home to study. Guess I'm a cock. <laughs> oh, God. Guess I'll just go back and take this shot because I don't want to hurt the feelings of my good friend Chalky, who has definitely ever helped me." Yeah, and then Chalky's dad, who is holding a glass of milk and a towel like an all-American hero, absolute pervert after oh drinking God. milk after after working out. So you know he's CIA. Also, Chalky's dad was practicing the play that Chalky demonstrated last episode, where yeah. he passes to where he plays catch with himself. Yeah, that's true. He was doing that. Isn't it great how Chalky's willing to sacrifice his football practice time to help you study, Doug? Uh, Doug's gotta go, Dad. Chalky's so modest about his accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> that thing that he always does, right, Doug? And so he goes to show Doug Chalky's uh, big room of trophies to brag about him. Just dabbing on him. <laughs> yeah. Look at this glorious room of accomplishments. 
Yep, but he says he's got a long way to catch up to his brother Cliff. What an idiot, Chalky, you are. You're not good enough. You're not as good as Cliff. If only we had a, a television show to set up the character of Cliff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if only if I I guess this just had to come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's a damn shame that your brother Cliff mysteriously disappeared on assignment to Afghanistan. <laughs> but he's doing so great over there. He's won so many medals. <laughs> he's working great with his new part with his new team member, Mr. uh Bosama in <laughs> Laban? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're a great team. <laughs> they throw great long passes into structures. Oh, God. And Chalky's dad is like, hey, Doug, it's got to be pretty inspiring hanging around this guy. He's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teabagging this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> so Doug- Imagine if you weren't as utterly fucking useless as you are and had a fraction of the greatness of my son. If only your dad worked at the CIA, Doug. If only you'd received the super soldier serum in your mother's womb. (laughs) Yeah, that's why we call him Mr. Perfect. That was the code name for the serum. We injected him with special Nazi super soldier equipment because Cliff... Was a good beta test, but the good news is Cliff will never get any more trophies because Cliff's heart exploded at age 21. Quick, uh, quick sidebar from me here, but there's a uh, <laughs> there's a wrestler named Mr. Perfect that he was like performing around this time, and part of his like entrance video was him throwing a football and catching it himself. Oh. I'm wondering if this is like if that was inspiration for the that kicks ass. Wow, big brain call out here. I know. First they do the Dice Man reference, and now they do the <laughs> Mister Perfect reference. <laughs> oh shit. Maybe we'll just have to ask the creators when they come on the show. <laughs> when we bring them aboard of their own free will. <laughs> Licks Taser. Oh. I imagine it must be pretty inspiring to be around this guy. <laughs> right, Mr. Perfect? Huh? Of course, Chalky's perfect. He cheats. What did you say? Yeah, Doug being just a petty little bitch here is what, like, <laughs> yeah. it's the only reason he doesn't, like, have to take the test. Because he's him not just even... passively, aggressively saying a comment. Yeah, he's not even, like, trying to call him out. He's saying it under his breath. And his yes. dad can't, the dad is like, wait, what'd you say? Because he, like, didn't actually hear what he said, right? He's being passive aggressive and just talking shit under his breath. He's, he's fully expecting to still go do the test. Yes. <laughs> And then the, somehow this makes Chalky confess. He's like, all right, whatever. I did it. I cheated. You ding ding. <laughs> Folds instantly. Right. No pressure at all. Right. And this is when his dad is like, oh, you know, why would you cheat? And Chalky says it's because he was too busy winning at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go. I had to go end world hungry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I had to go arc weld at Grandma's birthday. <laughs> I've saw. I've broken the laws of physics and given us infinite energy forever, Dad. Who gives <laughs> and, a shit? And also gave blood <laughs> in order to do that. <laughs> I gave blood to Cthulhu in order to get cold fusion. <laughs> I couldn't remember how to speak English after afterwards. 
Uh, well, he's like, this is when Chucky's dad is like, don't you want as many trophies as Cliff, this mysterious super soldier? And Doug is like, that's a lot of big wall to fill. And then Mr. Studebaker is like, we, he specifically says, while grinning, he says, we're going to have to talk about how you want to handle this, Chucky. So Mr. Studebaker is not telling him to confess, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's saying, like, we have to talk about this because I know ways get to get out of stuff because I'm CIA. <laughs> right? You've yeah. demonstrated that you don't have any tradecraft at all, son. We may have to put you in the bin and replace you with Chalky, too. <laughs> but like- Cliff is over. Chalky is over. Next up, we will have Dover Boy. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe that's who takes the test, because we don't actually hear Chalky talking for the rest of the episode after this. Hello, it is me, Chalky. (laughs) I am perfectly normal, boy. Yes. Well, Chalky agrees that he has to take a retest, and we show him in the school taking the test. Well, the entire time, Coach Spitz is also in the room just screaming at Wingo while everyone else is smiling. (laughs) And Doug is watching the football game that's going on, I guess. And he's talking about how I'm glad I didn't take the rap for cheating because I didn't. (laughs) That's the moral. (laughs) That's the moral. (laughs) Yep. It's just I'm glad I didn't confess to cheating because I didn't actually cheat. crime I didn't commit. (laughs) That's the moral is don't take the ball for no reason. Almost, it does take the fall. And then the episode ends with this fucking B-pot plot with Roger about cheating. Yeah. For, it's, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it's just him with another wacky scheme to cheat. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. If this was an episode about Chalky, there'd be a moral of don't cheat. But as it stands, the moral is... Don't uh? take the fall for cheaters. Yeah, the moral, <laughs> I think the moral specifically is not don't cheat. Because Chalky gets a better deal out of this. If Chalky didn't cheat, then he would have failed the test because he didn't study for it. Yeah. But because he cheated and confessed, he gets a second chance for no penalty. Right? Yep. Look, if, if the CIA asks you if you did 9-11, you say no. <laughs> oh my god. So, so the moral is not don't cheat. It is don't confess to a crime. <laughs> Which, okay, probably a more applicable lesson than most of the one Jim Jenkins has given us. Oh, man. I don't know, man. I think they biff this one so hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they biff it really badly. And the reason they biff it really badly is because they couldn't figure out a way to make Chalky the protagonist. I guess so. Somehow. And they couldn't include Cliff. <laughs> like, it's the same deal as the ballet episode where the moral stand up to your parents. Like, again, yeah, it's even the same moral. Fair. Stand up to your parents, have an existence independent of them. But whereas in that one, the moral was, hey, tights are weird. In this one, the moral is don't admit to cheating when you didn't cheat. Noted thing that people need to be told. Yup. <laughs> Don't get bullied by someone who might not actually be your friend. 
If the FBI asks you to blow up a building, say no. <laughs> God. Also that. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, also that it's tough to s- solve world hungry on the same day that you have AV club. Wait, Chalky's in AV club. Yes. <laughs> Wait, Chalky's in AV club. Uh-huh. Wait, but he's what? never that's that was in his planner, AV club. But he's they Oh god, AV if that club. episode if the episode where Doug got in a fight, you're like that you're gonna have to fight the AV club champion. Chalky Studebaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, Fuck. Oh, man. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of the episode. <laughs> good moral. Good one, fellas. God. Everything good has happened here today. Indeed. Well, let's call this one here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Foot Bay. Rum Bath.